Yo, what's up? It's Aiden Jones, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 17th of December, 2019. It's my mum's birthday today. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was I just was laughing because I was like, who cares? Does anyone care that it's my mum's birthday? I wonder if that's a thing that, you know, people listen to the podcast Maybe you care about me or the things that I have to say, but does that care extend to my mum's birthday? Or are you just happy? You're like you're probably just like, oh, that's nice for you, I guess. I hope you remember to say happy birthday to her because uh, you forgot last year, didn't you, mate? <laughs> yeah, I fucking did. <laughs> Jesus, that I just set myself an alarm for... In the, it's Monday night. I'm recording this Monday night. <sighs> Which is why I'm sleepy. I set myself a uh, a reminder for the morning because fucking me and my brother both forgot my mum's birthday last year. What a fucking couple of pieces of shit. And um, I'm going up to Adelaide on Thursday to do just like, you know, family thing for Christmas for a few days and whatever before I come back <sighs> to Melbourne. I feel very sad right now. And I don't know, I mean, no, I know, I'd, sad isn't the right word. That's just the jumping off point that I want to start with, I think. Um, I often feel like low when I start recording the podcast and then after a while I've managed to build myself up, which is nice. But uh, yeah, man, I feel real flat. I feel very flat. That's a word that I would describe myself, that a, a few people have used to describe me over the last couple of days. People have commented, you seem flat. Um, I guess the reason is because I'm working a job and I'm still trying to gig every night and comedy doesn't feel as fulfilling at the moment because I don't have enough time to write new jokes. So that's like the whole thing of comedy is I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm just getting up on stage, you know. I remember that. I remember like learning that in London that you got to write every day or else the time's... You know, when you're getting on stage, it's just kind of pointless. And um, the thing that's really fucking me right now is I have this stupid fucking competition with Peter Jones to see who can do the most gigs in the year. <clears throat> and we're literally neck and neck. We are, as of this evening, today we both hit 600 and we also both doubled tonight. So we're both on 601 gigs for 2019 and like last year we gave Peter trophy for getting the most and it was 572 and this year I was like I'm gonna beat him and I've been it's been going all year and we've just been neck and neck and it's like a week before Christmas and we're even and and I don't like it doesn't matter it sh- it doesn't matter how much you gig as long as you're putting in the fucking work. It's not like a be-all and end-all metric. So it's not even about getting better at comedy at this point. It's just a dumb competition that I am locked into. My ego is tied up in this fucking competition. And, uh, and it's like it's been all year, you know, and there's only like a couple more weeks. But I'm at this point literally sacrificing my enjoyment of comedy and development as a comedian for the sake of this stupid fucking competition because 
I'm, it's like it's puerile because like what I what I should be doing is because I'm working and it takes me an hour and a half to get each way to get to work. So I'm working for fucking, what is it? 8.30 till 4 with a half hour break is nice. Seven hours a day plus another three. So 10 hours a day is just, I'm not riding on the train. I can't do that. I need, maybe I'm too like uh, precious with my conditions that I need to write, but. For me, I need like two hours and I need to be sitting in one place and I need to fucking flip my phone upside down and not check it and I need to have the page there and I need to be thinking about the things that I'm trying to write, you know? Oh, God, now I'm yawning and now I'm yawning as well. My body is just trying to tell me that I'm too sad to do this podcast. I wonder if I'm ever going to cry on the pod. That'd be a big moment, I think. That'd be a, a great artistic achievement if I could work myself up into such a, an emotional frenzy as to cry on my own podcast while I'm sitting here by myself. Wouldn't that be nice? Ari Shafir did it. <clears throat> On his podcast, man, if you fucking, if you like, I mean, if you, I was about to say, if you like podcasts, I mean, if, <laughs> if you listen to this, you must like podcasts because you sure as hell aren't listening for any other reason. <laughs> I mean, maybe you're like, you know, maybe you like me. Maybe you like me and you're like, actually, I hate podcasts, but Aiden just won't make the time to. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden just doesn't put the work into our friendship, but I'm I'm hanging on. So <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um Ari Shafir cried on his podcast that uh I think it's called Haloe Five I don't know, however you spell the Hawaiian thing. H A O L I E five hyphen O. <sighs> That was the episode it was he was talking to Jonah Ray about growing up in Hawaii, but the fucking the intro is forty five minutes and we're here and it's like a year's old now, but he announces that he was recording a special at the comedy store and he explains why the comedy store's so important to him and I you know, he announces it on the podcast and he starts crying. But um I don't really have anything like that in my life. Maybe I would just start crying because I miss my mum's birthday again. <laughs> <laughs> that would really frustrate me, I think. I mean, it did last year, and now it's like I've had my child. I think I would be way more upset. Oh, she'd probably be upset. And it's hard to say, isn't it? Are people really upset when you forget their birthday, or do they just trust and know that you do love them and that you're just an idiot? Because I feel like I'd be very upset by it, because it would be, it'd be like... Um, Oh, man, a few times in the last week, here's how you know that I'm fucking in a weird place, is a few times in the last week I have missed my stop on, like, trains or tram. I've missed my stop on the tram twice, and then also one time in the city, like, when you're at Flinders Street Station, sometimes the one that I need to get my train home, which is the upfield line will be marked like on the boards as platform five and then like two minutes before it comes, they change it to platform four, which is fine, but they always do it, you know? Like it's not like that just happened once. It's like at that time with those trains, they always do. And then the train comes at the platform that mine was supposed to be 
be on and it's not mine it's like a Werribee train so it goes through North Melbourne like mine does but then it turns off and ends up in Footscray and um one time this week I also I guess I was listening to music or whatever the fuck I was doing and uh, I was kind of in a rush and I wanted to get back to Brunswick and and uh and I got on the wrong train and I ended up in Footscray and I was livid I've that nothing fucking gets me more than when I know I fucked something up because I'm just an idiot because I wasn't paying attention. It really, really upsets me. And that was one, man. That's like the moment when I just want to run out of the train and I want to punch something is what I want to do. Not a person because, I don't know, it's, it feels weird to hit a person, doesn't it? doesn't feel good. But I want to hit something without feelings, like a like a big sheet of like a corrugated iron fence, you know? And I just want to get a big bit of wood and just start fucking beating that fence and beating my anger out on it. I'm coming to accept that I'm quite an angry person, actually. I want to go to a different therapist. (laughs) I want to go to a therapist that's not just going to give me solutions, you know? I want to go to, to therapy and walk out with more problems than when I walked in. And with just different language to express them. Uh, I don't know. But I think if I missed my mum's birthday, that would be that scenario, man. Fuck it. I would be so angry with myself. Maybe then I'd cry on the podcast. That's probably what would do it, I reckon. Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? So, so the reason... I'm for, yeah, I feel, I feel unhappy this week and I don't feel fulfilled and it's because I'm just I'm fucking just grinding out these gigs and it feels kind of pointless because I'm not having any time to write and I would like to just stay home of an evening rather than doing a gig and you know sit at home and write or go to a bar or whatever I'm gonna do and just write you know and get some new ideas so that I can go out and do them but I, I can't do that because I'm so fucking invested in the ego-driven competitiveness that is just doing as many gigs as Pete Jones. And it's not even like doing them. I don't even know that I would care if it was anyone else, but it's that it's Pete, you know? Everyone knows Pete works the hardest, and I'm like, I fucking want to work that hard. I bet I, bet I could show everyone. That's what it is, man. It's some fucking stupid ego bullshit on my part. And I can't let it go. I cannot let it go. <laughs> like, I am fucking... I'm making my... I'm, I'm destroying myself. For the last month, I've been feeling like this. Ever since I've been fucking... Ever since I got back from the Gold Coast. I feel frustrated and it's just longer and longer without having written anything new. And, and I'm just getting on stage and fucking... I haven't written a joke in like a month. God, 601, who cares? But I care. Oh, I care. I care so much. <laughs> um, and I don't even want to beat Pete. I want to draw with him. But I'm scared that he wants to beat me, you know? He's he's trying to win. And I don't, I don't want to win because it'll be lonely for me to win because no one will care. <laughs> no one cares if I beat Pete. <laughs> People, <laughs> I'm not a beloved figure. <laughs> no one cares. People care if if I draw with Pete. I want to draw. Ugh. Anyway, 
Not long left. What's today? Monday. Tomorrow's Tuesday. I've got a gig. Wednesday, I'll probably do two. Thursday, I've got that one in Adelaide. By the way, if you're in Adelaide listening to this, I'm headlining uh, comedy at HQ on Hindley Street on Thursday night. I'm really fucking excited about that gig. HQ, I mean, HQ used to be on the corner of the city in a different bar, but um, I can't believe I've never headlined a gig in Adelaide. I mean, that sounds very arrogant, but I mean, I've. it's just like... It's a it's a big fucking city, and the comedy scene is just, you know, it's been spluttering for years, man. Oh my god, I actually can't remember remember a time in the in the seven years that I've been doing comedy, when Adelaide has been a good city to go to as a fucking comic and do a week of gigs. There's nothing. There's no week of gigs in Adelaide. There's a week of gigs in the Gold Coast, and you can do Sydney and Perth and Brisbane and Melbourne. And you fucking can't... People even go to Tasmania and do gigs. They fly. It's like a $300 round flight and no one goes to Adelaide. So I'm... Fucking Kim Lee has has, uh, set up this show. And if you're in Adelaide, please support this show, man. Come and see me. I'm going to do 20 minutes of stuff. It's all going to be in my, um, my, my new festival show. But I mean, also just come and support comedy in Adelaide because there's fucking, there's nothing. It's like a Friday night at Rhino Room and I think they still do Tuesdays at the Crown and Anchor or every second Tuesday or some shit. And then like maybe the Marion Hotel. I don't know. There's like fucking, I never hear about anyone. I never hear about anyone geeking in Adelaide. No one's ever like, I'm just going to Adelaide to do some gig. It's fucking crazy. And I'm excited because I get to perform on Hindley Street, which... When, oh man, I was telling someone the other day, I was like, I remember when I was like 19 walking down Hindley Street with a mate, I was working at Red Square and he was working, working at Dog and Duck and we both just thought we were like king dicks of fuck city, like that it was just the greatest thing ever to be working in a nightclub on the clubbing street in the fifth biggest city in Australia. <laughs> we thought that was so cool. <laughs> and uh, I remember we'd been drinking beers all day and uh, at his house and then we both had to start work at the same time and we got the tram in and we were like walking down Hindley Street and it's like it would have been like 8.30 or something like that at night on a Saturday night and like the street is kind of happening around you and there's cars moving slow because it's gridlock and people are all out and girls have got their birthday sashes on or their whatever and 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 all dudes are out wearing their good shirts and then you like you approach the stretch of street where our two places that we worked which were next door to each other that were kind of there and the vibe kind of changes and you see like all your friends all our people i remember walking down that street with with daniel fry and just being like, man, this is it. This is my fucking home. And I felt like I felt like that was always going to be my. I felt like that was it. You know, this is it. This is now where I feel at home. I did, man. I felt very at home there. And I'm gonna go back there now. And that's the thing, man. Working at those nightclubs, we used to. Oh, when the Fringe came on in Adelaide, I used to fucking hate the Fringe. Fuck you, fucking art cunts, for putting on something. Because it makes the club quieter because people don't want to go dance to awful electro music and take pills and 
try and fuck people when, uh, you know, when there's culture down the other end of town. That's what we used to think. And now I am that culture and I'm performing on Hindley Street and probably all the 18-year-olds are there trying to go out on a Thursday night like, fuck, what the fuck is this fucking comedy fucking loser doing, man? Trying to do... Fuck off down Arundel Street, cunt. This is where we fucking do business, bro. That would have been us. 100% that would have been us. This is where we do business. Uh, that is a reference to the business of selling drugs. <sighs> it's going to be real fucking hot as well. It's going to be like 42 degrees in Adelaide. Maybe no one comes. Maybe no one will come to the show because it'll be so hot. <sighs> I still don't feel better yet. I got a story. Oh, this is actually crazy. This is another thing that made me feel self-conscious this week. I um I wrote a bunch of I wrote a bunch, a bunch. Let's say 3 sketches. Um to promote my uh to to like film with my mate Hugo, who, by the way, is filming a... Uh, oh, no, I won't plug that now. But, I mean, my mate's making a short film. And uh, I've I've written some lines in the script, a bit of dialogue for him. And I read the script and it's fucking awesome. And he's filming in January. And, yeah, he offered to, to film, like, a bit of content with me. So I wrote a couple scripts and uh, and then it came to filming it. We organized to film it on Saturday and I was like, once the idea was in my head, I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, we need to do that. I need to do that. I need to start doing different kinds of shit to promote my shows, whatever. So the one that I wrote is I'm sitting at a kitchen table and I'm doing the census and then... Uh, I see a question that's like, what is your person? What is the person's ethnicity? And, uh, I don't know what my ethnicity is because the show's about being mixed race and being called taco and whatever. And so it kind of goes all crazy, like blurry or whatever for a second. That's like, I'm in, I'm confused. And then it zooms back into me and I write a new box into the census form and I put taco and that's the joke. Right. And I wrote that. And then we came to film it on Saturday and uh, as soon as we kind of got to filming it, I realised that I was in way over my head. (laughs) I realised that I've never acted before. I've never been in front of a camera before other than when I was like 13 and fucking my mates Sean and Perry from down the street used to make like war movies and shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't even really act in those. I would just like run. Uh, you know, I was just like running across a camera or some shit. And <laughs> I've never <laughs> never acted in front of a camera or on a stage. I just do stand-up. You just get to talk to people. It's so easy. You just talk. And sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's not or whatever. But there's no... Acting is hard. <laughs> and I was just not even acting. All I needed to do was just bring some fucking energy into a scene that I wrote. And as soon as I started doing it, I realized, one, I didn't write a very good scene. And two, I'm very scared and self-conscious in to like bring that energy. Because there's no who you're playing to. 
you're not playing to anyone. You're playing to the camera, but you can't look at the camera. I don't fucking know, man. I'm even now going to try and sound like I know anything about acting, and I don't at all. But we got in there, and I was just – Hugo was having me, like, read the questions on this census form and, like, say them to myself. And uh, I think in my head – and this is embarrassing. I think in my head I was like, oh, we'll just get – we'll just put it in in post. <laughs> Like I was thinking, I just, I, I just like say the things. Like I don't even need to act. I'll just say them, and then we'll edit it together to make it funny. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was in way over my head, <laughs> and after like, <laughs> this is so funny to me. I'm such a fucking arrogant cunt. I don't think about these things that I'd, I'd sign up for. I just do them. Hey, man, I wrote a script. Come over and film me doing it. And then it gets there and I'm like, what's acting? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And as soon as I realized that I was, you know, what I'd gotten myself into, um, I mean... Full credit to Hugo because, man, he um, he directed me is what he did. He was filming and he was telling me what to do and then he was like, maybe say it like this and maybe do this. And then he was like, how do you feel about what we've done so far? And I was like, oh, and the way that he said it was like he wasn't happy with it. So I was like, yeah, it's, it's not great. And he was like, yeah, it feels pretty flat, doesn't it? I'm like... Flat is absolutely the word, Hugo. You've fucking hit the nail on the head there, mate. A hundred percent. So um, he got me to stand up in the kitchen and was like, maybe just, you know, know, say the line like again, like you're really confused and maybe shout it. Just do some shouting. And he got me outside myself and he got me just doing weird shit and being, you know, fuck, I feel like I was acting. I feel like I embodied the idea of being confused about a form. I uh, maybe didn't embody it, body it very well, but I kind of got an idea of what acting is a little bit from doing that, you know? And then it came to, I'd written, oh my God, I'd written another scene where like a girl asked me, where are you from? And then this is the same joke. I become confused and, and then rather than give a coherent answer, I just go, I'm taco, which is the same joke, but it's a fucking person asking me instead of a form, I just realised actually, I just now realised that it's the same joke, that's crazy, Um, (laughs) just lazy writing really, and um, yeah, we got down to do it and I just, I couldn't do it, I could not do it, I had fucking got my mate Grace to come and she waited while I was inside yelling at the camera myself. And then it came time for me and her to do the thing. And it was like, you know, we were sitting there and we were like, why are we talking? We're not at a bar. We're just two people and there's no one around us. It's not a party scenario. And it felt fucking weird. And I was like, dude, I'm now fully aware of what it took inside. Just like me and Hugo to get that and uh, and to push through that anxiety that I had. And I, I don't know. I don't know that I can go through that again. I couldn't do it with another person. I fucking, I bailed. I bailed. I called it. Oh, man. I've, I was embarrassed. Humiliated is what I was. And uh, I think that's something that I need to fucking do a bit more of. 
I was thinking about taking an acting course earlier this year and I pitched that to Hugo and he said, yeah, you could do that, but why not just even try and get on the set of some movies as an extra? And I was like, yeah, fuck, why not? Let me go and be an extra. So that's a fucking goal. That's going to go on my list of goals. Yes. I don't know why I said it in that voice, but it is. It's going on my list of goals. I'm going to be an extra in a film. I'm trying to make myself laugh. It's not working. Maybe I'm going to be like this forever. Maybe maybe something inside me is broken and I'm just sad now. Is that what happens? Can you catch can you catch depression from doing too many uninspired stand-up comedy performances? Fuck. I think I was like this last year. I think this time of year when I don't have any, you know, it's like coming up to Christmas and I feel like my year's winding down and I don't have any stuff to really keep me busy. It's I think this kind of time of year is uh, just drains me. It's just a fucking... Uh, it's the competition. It is 100% the competition. And fuck, man, if I don't win, I mean, you are going to... You're going to encounter a very sad taco on the, on the first podcast of the new year if I don't win. Oh, when is the first fucking Tuesday of the new year, by the way? Am I going to be in Falls and miss a podcast? Oh, New Year's Eve is the 31st. Well, fuck me drunk. Yeah, I'm not going to get back until I get back on the 1st. I'll do a, I'll do a pod on the 1st. How about that? Huh? How about a podcast on the 1st of January? <sighs> anyway, still got five minutes left. What else can I talk about? Oh, cunt. I'm trying to do my tax. God, it just gets better and better, doesn't it? I could have saved up some nice thing to, you know, give me a bit of a... I don't know what... I think I know what song I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to... I've got a nice little bit of saxophone and piano song to put on over this. I was in uh, Heart Attack and Vine on Ligon Street the other day. One of my favourite places to eat food. I was there with a mate. And this song came on and I knew the song but I didn't know what the song was called and I tried to Shazam it but it didn't work and then the guy kindly went round the other side of the bar and checked what the name of the song was for me. And uh, it is called, I'll tell you, don't think I won't tell you, it's called Tezetta by Mulatu Astatke. Alright? The album's called New York Addis London, the story of Eth. Uh, Ethio Jazz, 1965 to 1975. Oh, well, there you go. Um, It's actually a fucking dope-looking album cover. Anyway, that's the song. Oh, maybe I'll even have it playing now, you know, just towards the end of the podcast. It's that kind of song where I could put it behind me just talking and uh, and it would not sound out of place. It's. I mean, maybe maybe I should try and say something. That would sound nice over the top of that jazz right now, so I can do it. Hey, all you. <laughs> this is why this is why I can't act. I can't act. I can't embarrass myself. Let me try and say what I was going to say again. Oh, this feels so awful. Hey, all you hip cats and fly girls out there in Radio Land. This is AJT coming at you. 95.3 FM radio waves. Looking for all the smooth kids and sweet mamas. <laughs> Where are they? 
That's it. That's it. I don't even have a joke. Oh, God. That made me uncomfortable. Does that make sense? I'm sure that made you. I bet that made you guys uncomfortable as well. Oh, maybe that'll sound good with a bit of piano behind it. <laughs> Fucking, I was doing my tax. All right? That's what I was doing. Um, I went to a tax person. I went to an accountant a couple of weeks ago. And... Uh, she said that I, uh, I need, um, like receipts or whatever for all my, all my outgoings for my comedy business for the last financial year. And it was one, oh, sorry, it was one of those tasks that like, I thought that I was overestimating how hard it was going to be, you know, like in my mind before I started doing it, I was like, this seems like an enormous task to go through my emails and find like every flight Every festival registration, room hire, taxi, fucking every expense, every like printing, flyers, whatever, accommodation, find all of that and the receipts for all of it and put it in folders and give it to this lady. Just seemed like a lot of work. But I thought once I started doing it, I would realize that actually it wasn't that much work. And then I started doing it and I realized that no, actually my fears were correct. It's fucking so much work. I think I'm up to March with the travel. I haven't even started accommodation yet or I haven't started on Uber receipts or I'm just doing flights. I think what I need to do though is some of the flights are booked in euros and, and pounds and I've got to transfer it all like, you know, exchange it back so I can express it in Australian dollars. And, um, I, I keep, because I'm so pedantic when I get into doing a thing like this, I just like all the numbers and stuff to be right. So I keep going back and finding what the exchange rate was on the day when I made the transaction and then doing the transaction. And, and it's like, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. I can just get a figure for pounds total, euros total, Australian dollars total and give it to her and, and I'm sure she'll change it. Or I can just get that and then find just an exchange rate from the year and get what you know what I mean like the tax office aren't going to check that fucking much surely not but I'm too pedantic and I'm like well if I'm doing a job I better do it well so I started going through and getting every single one and it's just it took me so fucking long man that's what I did on Saturday on Saturday I just woke up and just started doing my taxes and I'm wondering why I'm depressed I mean, that is a very hacky thing to blame depression on. But come on, man. It sucks. It's like a nice day outside and I'm just sitting in front of my laptop going through flights that I took in the past. Ugh. What am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to going to Adelaide. I'm looking forward to seeing my grandparents. All four of them still not dead. Another year. Another year, another year. Maybe I should write a song about all of my grandparents being alive. Like my my grandpa's here and my grandma's here and the other ones too. None of them are dead. And if yours are, I feel very sorry for your loss, but my grandparents aren't dead. That was that song, I'm Glad You Came. That was my cover. Anyway, they're not going to go see them. Going to go see my mum, my have family Christmas, see my brother. That'll be nice. 
I wonder if it'll feel different because it's not on Christmas Day. You know? Like, Christmas Day always feels different. It's like a day... It's like a day outside of time. That is how I feel, but I don't feel comfortable actually saying that without putting a voice on. Anyway, fucking, I'm going to wrap this up. This has been Aiden Jones, man. Thank you guys for listening. Come to my gig on Thursday. Oh, 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 I just remembered this. Um, I reckon I'm going to start doing this with my festival shows as well, but... Uh, I wanna I wanna get more uh, I wanna get more reviews on iTunes, but I know that no one cares about like, giving reviews on iTunes. You guys are just like whatever, man. We just listen to your fucking podcast. I reckon go on iTunes and if you could leave me a review, five stars, but then say my thought was say like uh, oh, great uh, great podcast, but like I mean he's just he's got a real small dick and you can tell. And uh, it's, it's really disappointing. Something awful, you know? Something fucking... Maybe something, like, very offensive or... I actually... Oh, no, I'm annoyed because I told Luca about this idea and then he told me that Ari Shafir used to fucking do it and people would say racist shit about him being a Jew. i got to think of a better thing for that. Leave that... Hey, everyone, leave that with me. Or maybe do it. If you can think of something funny to insult me on, maybe maybe critique the podcast in a very aggressive, negative way. Maybe just tell me all the... Pro- That'd be actually really funny. Tell me all of the problems that you have with the podcast and don't have no redeeming, no like, oh, you know, but he's like, seems, I don't know, whatever you guys like about this. Don't say that. Just say the thing that annoys you the most about listening to this podcast, but still give me five stars. But just be like, fucking, he is the most arrogant cunt. Or like, I've been trying to have coffee with him for six months and he's always busy. (laughs) Just critique, just even put advice for me as a person. Leave that as as a five-star iTunes review of my podcast. That would be lovely if you guys could do that. Thank you for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Bye. Looking for all the smooth kids and sweet mamas.